Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We take a, a quick detour here to talk to... Just a great Pittsburgher, world long drive competitor, Justin Moose, joining us. Justin, thanks so much for joining us. How's everything, man? Oh, it's fantastic. That's awesome. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Like I said, you're a world long drive competitor. You know, people, I, I think, see some of the clips on social media. You know, you can watch it on TV, on the Golf Channel. But, you know, for you exactly, how did you get into long drive and become a long drive competitor? I, I was reading that you were a supply chain management guy. And just said, you know, what, I'm going to pursue this full time. What was that process like in you deciding to take this leap with your career and and start doing long drive? Yeah, it was a wild story for sure. Um, it kind of actually goes all the way back to uh, my senior year of high school. So uh, a buddy of mine uh, gave me a long driver. So if you don't know about long drivers, they're a little bit different than what you would normally tee off with or see any of the guys on the PGA Tour hitting. Um, they're 48 inches. So that's probably about two to three inches longer than a normal driver. And then instead of nine, 10 degrees of loft, it's about four or five. So it's a whole different animal. It's almost like a putter on steroids. Right. Um, so my senior year of, of high school, uh, a buddy of mine gave me that driver, went out to a local qualifier up at, uh, Pittsburgh North and teed it up, had no clue what I was doing, just trying to hit it as far as I possibly can. The first two shots, I basically shanked with a driver. The last and final shot, I got the timing right, hit it 403 yards on a fly, and just got absolutely addicted to it. So at the end of that, um, I was ranked third in the world going into qualifying. Went through, did regionals. Unfortunately, didn't get to make it into worlds that year, but um, always just stuck with me. Played collegiately at Clarion University. Uh, did pretty well up there. And then once I got into corporate America, like you said, I just wanted to do something where I maintain my competition uh, aspect. And, and so, you know, would teeter back and forth in between long drive 2018, my wife said full time, why don't you go and try it and, and see what happens? Won the first tournament of the year, uh, finished second at the world championship and just again, become absolutely addicted to, uh, to hitting the golf ball far. Can you give us a little more insight into the differences of that golf club, uh, of how, like, compared to the average Joe's driver that maybe me or some of my listeners would hit compared to, you know, what exactly type of equipment you're dealing with that's letting you launch the ball over 400 yards? Best way I can kind of describe it, you know, is in car uh, terms. So you are building a driver to be something on a drag strip, right? You want this thing to be as fast um, as possible to hit the golf ball as far as possible. So most drivers um, are sold on retail or probably more like a minivan. You want it to be nice, safe, casual, hit fairways. Maybe it goes a little bit further. 
Um, our stuff is built for nothing for speed. So again, it's 48 inches, uh, probably about two to three inches longer than normal. And then uh, the loft of a putter. Um, and so we, we get six golf balls. We are doing nothing but trying to swing as hard as we possibly can, send the golf ball down the, the range um, 400 yards plus. So again, it, it's, it's a totally different animal. Whenever I do my events and shows, I always make sure to show what we're actually hitting because I always get the question, why do we hit so many golf balls out of bounds? Well, again, this thing's built for, for distance. It's not built for, for accuracy. What is the environment like at some of these long drive competitions? I know I've seen you waving your terrible towel, everyone chanting moose, moose, but can you describe a little bit what the atmosphere is like there for, you know, such a unique event compared to what everyone's accustomed to with professional golf? Again, I, I keep on saying, but it's, it's um, one of the world long drive quotes now is golf full throttle and that's a hundred percent accurate. So, uh, we used to call it basically WWE of, of golf, right? We want to create these personas. Um, again, me being from Pittsburgh, I, I'm, you know, 100% Yinzer, basically, as you can see in the, you know, in the background there. Yeah. I'm proud of it. And so that's what I wanted to showcase, that I'm, I'm very proud of, uh, of that heritage. And so um, we do. We just take on these kind of um, – figures and, and want to just hit the golf ball far and showcase that element while also entertaining. Joined by world long drive competitor, Justin Moose here on going low Saturday morning sports radio, 93, seven, the fan. Uh, I understand too, that, you know, one of your mentors was Rocco Mediate and what you were caddying for him at Totter Ridge. We're actually going to be at Totter Ridge for the show next week. Um, what was his first impression of you when he saw you, you know, bomb a drive as his caddy? So it was fun. Um, you know, Rock is unbelievable. Um, he's he's just one of the best people to be around. And I always say this in a nice way. You know, you have a conversation with him. If you get about five, six words in, you know, per about 10 minutes, that's great. You know, he, he just can go off and uh, he's he's great to be around. But um, yeah, whenever I was uh, 16, I started caddying at Totter Ridge, was lucky enough to, to meet Rocco. He kind of took me under his wing um, as as a young age. And um, really kind of guided me um, to understand professional golf and how to maintain yourself as a professional and, uh, you know, forever grateful for that. But I remember a story I was caddying and we had, you know, these big bibs on kind of like what Augusta at the masters has, right. These big white overalls. Yeah. And uh, he kind of heard that I hit it far and he gave me a, a, a seven iron at number seven at Totter Ridge downhill we had probably about 250 out. We were up on one of the tiers. He goes, all right, well, let me see what you can actually do. And he goes, we got about 250. What do you want? And I said, give me seven iron. Cause it's, you know, downhill, a little bit of a tier and um, hit seven iron in there to probably about 20 feet. And he goes, what's wrong with you? What are you caddying for today? So um, it was a, it was a great story. Uh, great time to be with him. And then, you know, every now and then I get to touch base with him uh, periodically. So good guy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, for you, are you are you still you know actively trying to pursue like U.S. Open qualifiers and stuff like the I guess traditional professional golf and in addition to your long drive stuff? Yeah. So you know the I just turned thirty seven, so I'm getting a little bit older, a little bit slower, but I can still oh, kind stop. of play some golf. Yeah. So um, actually, just joined the PGA, so I'm going to be able to play a, a full schedule this year on the Tri-State PGA, which is great. So. Um, hopefully do pretty well. I was pretty proud of this over the winter. Um, 
but played Latrobe Elks this uh, this past year and uh, and shot 60. Um, so I had a chance at 59 twice on 17 and 18 uh, for eagle putts and just missed out. But uh, I was happy about that. So the course, you know, the game's coming along pretty good. Um, and then long drive, I'm very excited about this year because uh, unfortunately during COVID, once that hit in 2020, we had a full schedule. We were ready to go. Um, actually did a show for um, Golf Channel at the PGA show. And um, once COVID hit, we kind of shut it down. So uh, this is the first year that we're going to be coming back onto TV. And um, so excited for that. We'll, we'll see where it takes me. Hopefully, I, you know, I get to wave the terrible towel out on the stage again and uh, good things happen from there. When you go out there to play a normal round or one of these, you know, PGA events, do you ever find it difficult to throttle it back or get back to kind of what a normal, I guess, quote unquote, normal golf swing is compared to what you're doing in long drive? Totally. Uh, I do probably 50 plus uh, charity and corporate shows a year. So even just doing those, um, you know, your, your tempo, your rhythm, everything gets exaggerated and faster. So whenever you're playing golf, you know, number one thing is making sure you can do it consistently and keeping the ball on the planet, right? Um, in long drive, we're trying to hit it off the planet. So um, that's that's the biggest transition that you'll you'll find. Um, so yeah, it, it is definitely going to be a little bit difficult. Like I said, for me, getting a little bit older and slower, that's actually great for my golf game because now I'm starting to to find the planet more often. Joined by Justin Moose here, world long drive competitor on Going Low. A couple more minutes with him here on the Saturday morning. Um, you know, for you, if golfers today, you know, amateur guys, you know, your everyday just guys going out there round after work or, or on the weekend, um, everyone wants to hit the ball farther nowadays. What would be your best advice for the average golfer of how they can add length to their game, especially off the tee? So that's a great question. I get asked that a, a bunch. Like you said, I, I agree. Everybody does want to hit it further. Um, and number one is making sure that your body is actually in shape to do it. Um, you know, for me, conditioning wise, I do nothing but yoga and Pilates every day. Um, I stopped lifting weights. It just doesn't really add benefit to, to the golf swing. But as long as you can have flexibility and strength to be able to create speed, that's the number one key factor. Number two, let's find the center of the club face. Make sure that goes, you know, center. And that's where you're going to get the highest smash factor. Um, and then number three is actually getting fit um, and finding a PGA pro to, to help you out with some lessons. So I know that's kind of a roundabout story to, to help, but those are actually probably the three biggest things to help be able to create. Now there's swing techniques that you can get into. It all is dependent on that actual individual, but those are the three keys that I would always chime in on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, speaking of hitting it farther, one of the debates on the PGA Tour and the USGA and, and the RNA this year has been the proposed rollback 
of the golf ball. The guys are hitting it too far. Now, I think that there is legitimate arguments on both sides of that debate, but where do you come down on that? As a guy who hits the ball as far as you can possibly hit it, uh, where do you come down on the idea of, well, maybe guys are hitting it too far on the professional level? Yeah, that is, it's a great call. I, I hate to say that I've yet to make a final decision on everything because I agree with you. I see both sides. Um, you know, whenever I first started playing, 300 yards was was huge, right? And yeah. now that's basically the requirement. Um, and so it does. You know, we we do have better athletes. We we understand how to deliver the club better, more efficiently, just because of science and everything else that we have. Uh, the golf ball definitely moves a lot, lot further. Um, but on the other side, you know, I play a lot of pro-ams and see everybody and they get excited about a 225-yard drive. And they should, you know, that's that's just what they're capable of. And, you know, to take that away from them and to make the game harder for them just because we have some better athletes going on now, that's a tough, that's a tough task right there. Um, you know, personally – if the golf ball rolls back, I'm okay with it. You know, it's, it's not going to keep my, my ego in check for sure. You know, instead of 350, it comes back to 300. That's fine. Um, and I, I do think on the pro level that it will make it a little bit more difficult um, because you're going to start seeing a little bit longer irons instead of some wedges or anything else. And overall, it sounds like the, the scores, um, the average score has stayed about the same. So I do think that it'll bring back some of the older golf courses that we used to love um, and not be able to play right now just because of the golf ball either going further or course design is is not there. Um, so, yeah, I you know, I see both points. I have yet to truly make my decision on it. I'd love to see one of the new golf balls come out um, and be able to hit that and, and really kind of get some feedback on it. How much are you watching on a weekly basis the PGA Tour? Do you have the, the time oh. in your schedule to, to sit down and watch a golf tournament? Or I love it. I mean, I, you know, um, I think I just saw the interview with John Rahm. You know, he just uh, won the Masters. I mean, it's incredible, right? He's it's What he's doing is phenomenal. But won the Masters, came back, played Hilton Head, and sat down, did an interview, and said, I'm finally going to – but I, I'm addicted to this game so much, I, you might see me chipping out there. And that's that's truly what it is. You know, my, my wife will always – kid around with me. Um, but if I'm not playing golf, I'm thinking of golf. If I'm not thinking of golf, I'm researching different equipment or techniques. You know, it's just once you get it, get the bug, you're addicted to it. So I was checking your Instagram, doing some research before this. Uh, you are a Callaway staffer, right? Yes. Yep. So how does that process work? Like when you are starting a professional career, whether it's long drive or just, you know, traditional golf, uh, do they come to you? Do you seek out them? How do you kind of pick between the different brands? How does that process of, of picking a club and apparel brand kind of work? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So uh, for me, I was lucky that they actually came and talked with me. Um, you know, in 2018, I hit a, a club company called Crank, and they were phenomenal. Um, and the next year, um, Callaway came and asked and um said, hey, would you consider our product? And so I started hitting some of it, fell in love with it. Um, and that's kind of whenever that negotiation started to happen from there. But for me, you know, the, the conversations have always been started on their end. Um, I have not been able to to go out and research or, or try anything else. But number one key is if they do talk with you, 
you got to make sure that it works. You know, it just because they they may offer a dollar amount, it, it's not going to be worth it in the long haul if it ruins your your reputation or or your performance. A couple rapid fire questions to end here that we ask all of our guests here on Going Low. Uh, number one, locally, what is your favorite golf course to play in the Western Pennsylvania area? Maybe that has a special spot in your heart or something or something you grew up playing. Um, well, this is, I can go in many directions here, but, uh, so I grew up on Caradam golf course. I know it's unfortunately no longer there right now. It's at Planet Homes, but, uh, Caradam is where I first learned the game. Um, my stepdad was actually, uh, part owner and superintendent of the golf course. So that was my first introduction. I had a lot of family memories there. Uh, it was fantastic. And then, um, you know, just in the Greensburg area, Totter Ridge being a caddy there, Hannestown, where I'm currently a member, and um, can't forget Oakmont, just one of the most beautiful places in the world. So, yeah. Do you have a bucket list course anywhere in the world you've never had the chance to play but would love to? Oh, that's a great question. Um, my, my recent trip from Scotland basically kind of knocked all this out. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'd love to kind of go over and play some of uh, the band and dunes courses i just you know i'd love to compare those to what i just played over in scotland and and kind of see what they got and last one for you here what is your dream foursome you can play golf with any three people you know living or dead historical figures golfers professional athletes who would you pick hmm. uh number one is uh probably mr palmer uh, I was very fortunate enough to meet him at a young age as well. I actually got to caddy for him at Totter Ridge and just an absolute legend, like one of the most kindest, genuine people that you can uh, be involved with. And so he's probably number one, um, you know, and then I would just uh, round it out with uh, my, my dad, um, you know, my, my stepdad that got me introduced uh, to the game. Um, he's, he's currently alive and we love to play. It's just limited for him right now. And, um, then my grandpa, you know, he unfortunately passed a, a couple years back, but that's, that's what we were, um, as a family kind of growing up. That's what we got. It was him, my, my dad, my grandpa and, um, my uncle, we always got to play. So that's what I grew up. That's what I love. And, uh, it's, it's great memories. I love it. Uh, last one actually now for you, just thought of it. Okay. Uh, if you could play with any Pittsburgh athlete on the golf course, oh. who would it be? I'm a huge fan of, of Ben. Um, and I know he's got some game for sure. Yeah. So this is one of my things. Um, if we got a little bit of time, if that's okay, I have oh, a great yeah. story on that. Um, so as you said, I, you know, I used to work in corporate America. Um, and before I kind of worked my way up the ranks, I was just a, a group lead at American Eagle Distribution Center. So just kind of helping out on the floor. And um, one night we got done, we went over to uh, Quaker Steak and Lube and just, you know, grab a beverage, have a few wings, just hang out. And we were playing this little uh, basketball pop shot game, right? Having a good time with my buddies. All of a sudden, Ben and both Pouncey brothers walk in just randomly, uh, uh, you know, uh, basically on a Wednesday night. And uh, so they had their agents there. They were hanging out and Ben came over and said, Hey, we'd love to play this, this basketball game with you. And I said, okay, yeah, sure. It's all yours. Go ahead. Take it. He goes, no, no, no. We want to, 
if if we beat you off the game, like you can take over. Okay, perfect. Uh, so I played Ben. I actually beat Ben. I played both Pouncey brothers. I, I beat them at the end. I had Ben cheer my name, like, let's go moose, you know, just making the, the basketball shots. It was awesome. And uh, for that, I will never forget that because, you know, I, as working in the distribution center, right. He had no idea who I was. I was just a normal other kid, you know, in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, to be at the point where he was at in his career and uh, be so kind and genuine at that point. Um, I, again, I'm just that that stuck with me for a long time. And, uh, you know, knowing where I'm at now and I know that he plays golf a bunch, uh, you know, I'd love to tee it up with him. That's awesome. Justin Moose, World Long Drive competitor in Pittsburgh zone. Justin, appreciate the time this Saturday morning. Thanks so much, man. And we will uh, talk soon. Best of luck to you. OK, awesome. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.